Hello everyone and welcome to Master the Ascended Being podcast. We are your hosts Nishchal and Vedant. In this first episode we are going to talk about an important emotion in everyone's life, sadness. So to get this episode started, let me ask you a question Nishchal. Have you ever felt sad? Yes, definitely because everyone feels sad somewhere in life. Obviously, like uh, say on the top of your head Can you think of any significant event when you felt sadness creeping upon you? Yeah, it was the time when I failed my JEE main entrance test by just one mark and I felt uh, I can do nothing and can never score in any competition. So what did you do to cope up with it? Yeah, actually time heals most wounds. It is similar to sadness. I just took it as a challenge for myself. and decided to achieve the things i had planned for myself that is accepted the solution situation and learn to live with it so you see coming to your first point everyone feels sadness one way or other and everyone copes with it in a different manner that's what we wanted to explore and write about to dissect sadness and look at its stages individually and truly understand what makes it real Speaking of stages, I heard that leading psychologists believe that there are five stages of grief. Can you elaborate? Yeah, there are five stages of grief. They are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Okay, but sadness or grief can't really or easily be tucked into these stages, at least according to my experience, because the former is what you feel and the latter is what makes you feel it. Yes, uh, emotional loss and its subsequent after effects are quite messy and these stages were never meant to help tug these varying emotions into nice neat little packages. What they were meant to do is provide a basic guideline to measure yourself against and calculate your response. Okay, so you're saying that these stages are a part of the framework that helps us to learn to live with our losses. that they are tools to help us frame and identify what we may be feeling but they are not stops on some linear timeline in grief exactly knowing these stages makes us better equipped to cope with our own loss and to better identify where the source of our grief really lies wow that clears some misconceptions i had about the stages so without further ado let's talk about the stages of grief individually first comes denial the stage of survival what do you think of that vedant denial it is a powerful word more powerful still are the results that it achieves when there is a significant life altering event that makes us grieve say like a loss of your loved one the very first thing we do is deny it we are in so much shock and awe and the easiest way to come to come out of it is to deny that it even exists that the event even happened that is the first response of our brain either fight or flight and things that we can't fight we deny we flight from it we go numb we recluse into a shell of our own making hearing this might make you consider that denial is bad but that's not the case denial helps us to pace our feelings of grief it is our brain's way to making sure we don't just break because of the enormity of grief and only take in as much as we can handle 
Yes, it is the first step towards healing from the grief and loss. Because as you start the process towards healing, you slowly but surely limit suppressing your denial and accepting the parts that are real. This slow acceptance is all you need to start bringing in light to your deep dark tunnel. Talking about light, let's talk about the second stage that is anger. Uh, so there is another necessary step in the process of healing. Anger makes us unreasonable. It seems just boiling to the surface and rather infinite. When you deny, you have the power to just deny it. But after you accept it, after you are no longer in denial, you are angry. And anger makes the world seem red, like looking through pepper spray and letting it all out. Letting yourself feel angry is also part of the process. But we are always taught not to feel anger, not to be angry over something. And most of us bottle our anger to let it be deep inside our hearts and not bubble up to the surface, to let it hide and be hidden from the world. And why is that so? Because it is so destructive, so much annihilating. When we feel angry, we just we don't just feel angry at a single thing. We feel angry at everything. Anger is not rational. So why should you uh, letting it be any more rational? I can see where you're coming from. Anger feels so irrational and also not productive or even healing. But anger gives a structure. Imagine you had a major loss, like uh, akin to being uh, left stranded on an island with open sea all around you, with blue that you can see infinite. You feel truly lost and desperate. You can't find any way to leave this god-forsaken island and you just succumb to despair. You will die. But now imagine this scenario again, but now you are also angry. Angry at the pilot, the sailor, your master, whoever left you on that beach. Get stranded on your beach. You direct all that anger towards him. You direct all that towards, uh, towards finding him, towards taking your revenge from him. And you use that anger to fuel yourself. And so you take stock of your surroundings. You see that there are all this wood lying around. And so you make a makeshift raft to sail these endless, boundless open seas. Once you felt despair just looking around yourself and now you see a possible escape, all just because of your anger. Uh, but you can't endlessly sustain anger. Surely there must be another step towards this healing process? Yes, of course. After anger, we bargain. After we are lost at sea, after we have finally built that raft and started sailing to the open seas with all that pent up anger inside us, with all that anger that we are using for rowing the boat, we see that the sea is truly endless. That however angry we might be, however fast we might raft, we are not going anywhere. We are truly lost in that sea. We can't find any discernible direction to go. And that's when we start praying, bargaining. So here is where the concept of a higher being comes into focus. When we bargain, we bargain with the very world. We bargain with fate, taking the same scenario as Vedant told. When we seem ourselves lost in the endless ocean, where every direction 
looks as meaningless as our journey our anger starts to fade and we actually realize that we are lost and have nowhere to go and so we start bargaining with a higher power be it god masaya allah whatever new name you give to him we in the end start to pray surely whoever even if it is an atheist agnostic somebody believes in fate somebody believes in destination somebody believes in a higher power but we think that there is something that is guiding us and so we starting asking the gods why are they making us suffer but sheer belief can't row a staff a raft actually uh, it can't magically make us reach the shore yes that's when depression sets in this is the fourth stage of the process of grief after bargaining we realize that no there is nothing there is nobody who is going to help us there is no higher power that's suddenly going to just freeze our way to the shore that's just going to teleport ourselves to the shore and so we slip into depression we withdraw from life we withdraw into ourselves we are or we feel all drab and helpless we feel truly alone for the first time in our lives and depression is also an inside killer when you realize in your mind without a doubt that you are never getting to the shore you stop rowing you tend towards self harm you feel worthless about yourself you just stop but the journey doesn't stop there because life is an act and the show must go on and that is what makes us come to our final stage in the grief of loss acceptance this final stage is often confused with being the stage where you just accept your situation and go all right this is my life now what can i do but this is a misconception because acceptance doesn't just mean accepting that you will always be at a loss and you should just accept it yes taking the raft example acceptance doesn't mean you just accept that you will forever be stranded at sea with no chance of ever finding the shore it doesn't mean that you accept that you are all on your own and no help will arrive and so you might as well just stop rowing and come to terms with your mortality no nay it means realizing that all right i might be all alone and all right you might not get much in the way of help but the shore is not at an infinite distance there will come an end there is a end to this journey this is about acceptance of your current situation and forging ahead no matter the outcome yes that's right now i can recall why i took all the steps there were some decisions that kept me going and i think everyone out there listening to us at some point had felt sadness and had their own way of tackling it now we are at the end of this episode and i would like to like our listeners to know that vedant has written a blog series about sadness in life at thesendedbeing.com and i would likely recommend everyone to clear things up by reading that and listen to this podcast again if you don't get it tell us how this episode was and stay tuned have a great time ahead